Welcome to the Surly Horns Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 12. And what a doozy of an episode that we have for you today. We have some exciting breaking news. I'm really glad that we did not record last night for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is I quit my job yesterday and got trashed. The second <laughs> is we have some news from the head coach of the basketball team front. RGB3, how you doing today? I am excellent, man. I feel great. Um, I didn't get trashed last night. Um, I'm planning on getting trashed today because today is my favorite day out of the year. It should be a national holiday. It is opening day in Major League Baseball, and I could not be more excited. Break out the peanuts, you know, fire up the grill, get some hot dogs on, because nobody can really go to these stadiums. I guess Joe Biden, right? No cloakroom, but Joe Biden... <laughs> started lighting up the, the Texas Rangers for saying, fuck it, everybody can come to the stadium. Yeah, 100%. So so Minute Maid in Houston, they're 50% capacity with masks. Um, I already got my opening day si- tickets. Super excited. I haven't been since World the World Series Game 7. So I've been dying to get back to Minute Maid Park. And, uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, they pretty much just let um, teams dictate themselves how many people are going to let in so dallas just you know they just opened that big brand new fucking shiny stadium they're like hell bring everybody in this motherfucker we gotta we gotta sell some tickets it's, a, it's an outside stadium with antiviral circulation Not- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see about that so i, I guess at minute Maid they'll probably have the roof open i mean hope i pending weather so um either way i'm getting my vaccine tomorrow so or at least my first dose so i'm good I'm all right. I'll just be uh, chugging Crawford box uh, in the Crawford boxes. So uh, nothing better than that. How many opening days have you been to like live? Because it's not always a home opener on opening day. But how many opening day home openers have you ever attended in your life? A ton. So uh, me and my dad, both huge Astros fans, like the biggest. Um, So we've had season tickets since I was basically since we moved here. Um, so when we, uh, moved to Houston, my dad's had season tickets basically since then. Um, and so we pretty much gone to every single opening day we possibly could. Um, so yeah, no stranger to an opening day. Um, I think I've gone the past four or five years. Uh, and yeah, it, it just means more too. like, you know, next Thursday, I've already watched a week of baseball at this point. It feels weird calling it, you know, opening day. Um, you know, it's something different today. Uh, it definitely means a lot more. Well, so how how many games will be, you know, don't they play just some massive amount of games by next week? Like the league will have played like 30 or 50 or something games. It's like nuts. I mean, just today, just today alone, there's um, like what, eight or nine games? No, I think it's every single team's playing. I think it's 15 oh, games. Wow. Yeah, it's like a full slate. Like right now I got the Blue Jays Yankees on. I think the Cubs and Pirates are playing, and then the Astros start later on tonight at like a, I think it's like a nine thirty start. So I'm gonna be good and hungover by tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, out of out of all the games that you've gone to, is there one that memorably sticks out, or did you know how the season was gonna go from the first game uh, out of any of the opening day games that you went to? So the opposite. So my most memorable opening day was when the Astros moved to the American League after Jim Crane bought the team. They were fucking horrendous, but it was the very first game. So before, uh, so now they do all teams open on the same day, but before they used to do it where there's one game like the night before opening day. So they called it opening night or whatever. So it was Astros versus Rangers. So I had a bunch of Rangers buddies come down. It's at Minute Maid Park. First game now is American League rivals. You know, we're, we're thinking like, okay, cool. 
I think we won, it was like seven to six or something like that. It was an awesome fucking game. Astros win. And then they just, I think they won like 30 more games the rest of the entire year. I think they were like, I think it was like 40 and 120 or something like that. So that's some bad baseball, but that was like, that was, um, wasn't that the two years leading up to the Astros just basically stacking that fucking roster? Yeah. They just tanked tank, get picks. I think they got Carlos Correa that year. So it was like 2012, um yeah i mean i i bet you if i if i think hard enough i can name most of that lineup like i know rick and keel was in the lineup i think he was leading off justin maxwell was on my season tickets um who who is probably playing in korea or something right now like it was they were truly awful just a truly terrible baseball team altuve is the only player on that entire roster that was worth anything oh man that's funny so how about changing gears a little bit and talking about something else that's in the news Deshaun watson's <laughs> that Man. suit count the suit count just keeps rising it's we crazy started at what two or three and now we're up to how many 22 i think something like that 21 22 that's what i think is crazy to me so not only that but his his lawyer rusty harden he put out a statement that had 18 other masseuses saying no he didn't do this shit so that means that sean watson has at minimum had massages from 40 different people that in and of itself is fucking weird. Like you can't just have like one masseuse. Like if I had one masseuse that, you know, rubbed me down pretty good, I'd probably just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to call this person that, you know, that, that that's my chick now. I'm just going to, you know, have her be my masseuse. Um, so that raises some red flags to me. Like you just got to sample like a fucking massage charcuterie board. of. <laughs> it makes no sense. I, I'm having a really I'm having a really difficult time um, understanding why he went about it in such a stupid way. For me, I'm convinced at this point the body of evidence is Too there much. that this guy this guy has like a weird massage fetish. Period. Right. I mean, that's like a and that's okay. You're allowed to have weird massage fetishes. What you're not allowed <laughs> to do is. Um, like accident yeah you're not well no you can even fucking you can get massages from 40 different women that's not weird yeah what's weird is fucking poking them with your boner yeah like (laughs) jizzing on them on accident on accident like what the fuck is what the fuck is going on dude and maybe some of that is exaggerated but i'm sure because he has had right there's 40 different people now This dude definitely gets his fucking. That's his. Hard, that's right? his thing. Yeah, that's his. That's thing. his thing. It's his thing, and you know, and most people's thing doesn't ever come out, uh, you know, publicly in the media. But also, like, don't be a weird predator. You're you're a young, good looking, you know, million. You know, I think he's like a hundred million dollars. Not even counting marketing stuff. Like, you could literally just post on Instagram and just say, "Hey, um, who wants it?" And then you'll just get your DMs just flooded, just for you know. Just go to the sugar baby thread. Deshaun, here's some life advice. Go to the sugar baby thread. You'll find some illuminating shit. Well, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and and tell you that I've never watched some like massage genre porn. That's a thing. (laughs) That's a fucking thing. And so I, that part isn't weird. The weird part is you're super rich. You can, you could just pay these people. I don't understand what, why it wouldn't be still exciting if if you it's paid for it for yeah yeah beforehand just we're, we're like i like to get massages and i'm gonna get a boner and jizz on you it's like, weird here's an extra 
here's an extra hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever. Like you could have somebody on staff like, hey, here's, you know, $250,000 a year. I'm just going to get really weird while you massage my body. Somebody would absolutely just sign up on Craigslist and just (laughs) somebody will absolutely pay for that. 250K, like there are a lot of people on the border that are listening to this podcast that might sign up for Deshaun Watson poking them with something uh, for 250K a year. Instead, now your NFL career is probably over at this point. Yeah, I don't know how, even even if all of this just turns into he said, she said, and with the whole I don't want to play thing and the Texans being just a dumpster fire, not willing to trade him. I mean, everything surrounding this guy now is just like, get this fucking guy out of here, right? There's just there's oh, yeah. no reason for it. He's, I mean, he's good. He's real good oh, at football. Yeah. He's fantastic. Really good at football. The biggest thing for me is I got out when the getting's good. <laughs> I got out when they were just a dumpster fire. Now they're a dumpster fire with with a predator leading, you know, jumping in the in the fire. Like it, it's it's bad. It's bad down at NRG, and I'm very happy that I got out while the getting was good because that shit is crazy. I don't know how you can possibly be happy about being a Cowboys fan. Oh yeah, I, I'm just waiting. So right now they can't disappoint me. Right now they can't let me down and piss me off. Let's talk in September and see what see how my tune changes. But I mean, there's got to be a thirty for thirty about just this, the Texans offseason. How they let a fucking charlatan preacher take over their franchise. Their star quarterback wants a trade. Now their star quarterback's a predator. I'm waiting for like just some crazy shit. Just to, I mean, there's got to be something bigger coming down the pipeline. So, and I'm happy that I don't have to just sit back and watch and let it affect my days anymore. Yeah. Speaking of, of the Cowboys, have you been following Dak's recovery at all? Cause I have not. So if you have any information on that, please do share. That supposedly looks pretty good. So that was one of the things when I was look, looking at my recruitment. He can walk. I've seen him walk. Yeah. I mean, I think with, with today's science and shit now, like all these career ending injuries, like especially when it comes to like bones and stuff, that's shit heals. Like he'll be all right. They'll just put fucking cement on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just glue that shit back together. Just he's just going to be a pirate. He's just going to have a peg leg and just, you know, be taking snaps from the shotgun and run for his fucking life. So, uh, yeah, it looks fine. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if, if Alex fucking Smith can play a down of football again after what he had, like he could have died from his leg injury. So the fact that he's still, I mean, he, he started games last year. The fact that he's still playing, I'm not worried about Dax, Dax leg. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without a knee. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't need one of those. You, you don't, don't even need, need a knee. Yeah. You, you don't, don't need, need that knees. shit. <laughs> a tradition. And I don't know if this is a tradition for you, but a tradition for a lot of people on, big time games or, or really exciting tailgate opportunities is to do this thing called shotgunning beers. Hell yeah. We brought it back. So I was playing golf with uh, our boy man in black. Um, and uh, we were at the turn and I don't know what got into um, old RGB three, but I felt a little young right then at the turn. And I said, you know what? Let's just shotgun beers. Flash in the pan back to your college days. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. So we we did one at the turn. Then we did one on 12. Then we did one on 16. And then we did one when we finished out. Uh, it was great. And and it wasn't like we like right now, my palate, I, I just can't. I don't drink Coors Light, Bud Light and all that shit anymore. I can't even do a Michelob Ultra. So I was just shotgunning Shiner Box. And, and <laughs> it was, let me tell you, I'm going to start doing it more often. So so I'm a Mac made a thread 
And everybody just needs to go on there, shotgun a beer with us. Why not? Yeah, or post your favorite people uh, that are not you, maybe you, who cares? Post your favorite videos of people shotgunning beers. I, I saw that you have your, um, I guess, what do you want to call that? Your trademark style of biting the can, spilling <laughs> half the beer, and then and then pouring it on your face. My wife. I mean, that's it. one way to shotgun. At least you did better than me. Where I, I, uh, I don't know if everybody noticed in my video there was a little screwdriver because I didn't have a set of keys around me, <laughs> and I was uh, in the middle of entertaining guests, and I just handed one of them the phone and was like can you take a video of me shotgunning a beer? And they were like, right now? And I was like, yes, like right now. Um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously I did not get to finish the, the last phone parts because I am out of practice. I need more practice. I need to shotgun more beers. That was my fifth of the day. So by that, I had my, I had my technique down, my biting down. So my wife cannot stand the biting of the can. I've done it for years and years and years. Ever since college, I got these sharp canines. I'll just bite the hell out of the can with, I don't need a key. I don't need any of that. Um, I, I did that the first time we shotgun on the golf course. A man in black just looked at me and said, that was the most on-brand shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and so we can thank one of my old coworkers from the company that I worked at. He's a, a sales rep there and, and me and him are good buddies and we were just chatting um, and he was a Villanova fan and I was you know, giving him shit during that game. And, uh, I, I, you were making jokes about shotgunning beers. And then I told him I was going to shotgun a beer. And then he was like, Oh, this is what I'll do. But he sent me a video of him just chugging an entire pint. And I was like, and he was like, your turn posted on the internet. And I was like, I'll do you one better. I'll make a fucking thread about it. <laughs> But yeah, come join us. Yeah, let's all shotgun beers together. I think that you can't ever get mad while you're drinking a beer. Might get bloated, but you can't get mad. <laughs> Going from shotgunning beers, which is a, a tried and true pastime of partiers and, and you know partying down, so to speak, we have rampant COVID within the football program because everybody decided to go to Miami and party <laughs> their dicks off. They're sharing beer bongs. You can't share a beer bong in Miami. It's like the number one super spreader city in America right now. Like I think they declared like uh like a like an emergency. Like state emergency. It was a state, state emergency. A state emergency. That is insane. Just from girls in thongs and guys drinking beers. <laughs> insane. Did you see some of the damage that was going on? I mean, it looked like some Ohio State bullshit, you know, just like trash uh trashed cars people just jumping on cars burning but it looked shit like a, it looked like a good time i'm not gonna oh, yeah. lie to you i watched a lot of those videos and i was like man that sound that looks fun it sounds fun all everything about that looks dope except for the fact that there's this invisible disease that's gonna killing affect, everybody like most <laughs> everyone yeah, I I don't know. It looks like the, the team's practicing back now, so I guess it was only a couple cases, but uh, be, be smarter, guys. I don't know. It's it's hard to get up in arms about spring practice, especially last year's spring break pretty much got canceled. So, you know, these guys are in college. They want to live their fucking lives. Whatever. Yeah, let's just go get the vaccine, and, and hopefully we can move past this so we can be partying in uh, Miami for next spring break. Exactly. How, so when's the last time, have you ever been to Miami? I, I'm just making random assumptions now. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've been to, oh no, that's a lie. I have been to Miami. So I went to Miami for a uh, buddy's bachelor party. 
um, actually dad trailer party. So he was about to become a dad. So we flew out to Miami and we ended up spending the weekend in the Keys. And so we like went offshore fishing and all that. But we stayed a night in Miami. We went to uh, Club 11, um, which was an experience that I've never seen It's just before. a club. It's a club. Oh, yeah. It's the clubiest. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was an experience. I remember walking in there and I just had no idea. I had no idea what I was in store for. I mean, here in Houston, you know, you go to, you know, you go to Treasures or, you know, wherever you want to go. Um, it does. It doesn't stack up. <laughs> no, no, not even close to the same thing. So other other exciting news this week or uh, maybe not exciting, but uh, anxiety inducing uh, sadness, uh, whatever. Good vibes. I don't know how you want to think about it, but yeah. We have some retirements. Yeah, a couple. So first one, Eddie Reese, um, you know, swimming coach, uh, retired. 15 championships. Suck that, Saban. Like, I mean, he might have an argument for, like, greatest college coach of all time. Like, I don't know who's won the most championships out of any sport, uh, but 15's a fuck ton. <laughs> that is a lot. Did you see this last one where he just like got in? Just uh, like, jumped straight clothed? in. Just yeah. Fucking, yeah. I mean, he didn't jump in, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's fucking old, but he, <laughs> he waited, he waded safely into the pool while the, the rest of the team splashed around him and stuff. It was a, that was a really, really cool special moment there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, when you're, when you're retiring, I mean, that's, you got to do something big like that, but you know, congratulations to him on an awesome, awesome run. Whoever, whoever comes next is going to have a, some big ass shoes to fill. That's for sure. That is for sure. You got, I mean, 15 more are going to win themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking, speaking of big shoes to fill, who the hell is taking the UNC coaching gig? I had a fucking panic attack, dude. Oh, so yeah. this is we're recording, we're recording after the Chris Beard hired now. Yeah. And um this morning before that happened, there was a good what that was like an hour, hour yeah. and a half chunk of time where it was like UNC announces that Roy Williams retires, and it was like, oh fuck, this that's that timing is suspect. Yes, they it was are hiring Chris Beard. And I thought for sure, right? And this isn't a knock on Texas or anything, but I mean, you've got Texas and UNC. Say everything else, same, same. You've got Texas and UNC with the exact same offer. I guess you know you got to come home. Yeah, that's what he said. You know, when, when he's talking about tech, he's talking about you know going home to mama. But yeah, that was that was a very stressing hour. Um, you know, because from what everybody was saying yesterday, hey, beer's a done deal. Beer's a done deal. Beer you know, whatever. And then to see it announced of all days that Roy Williams is retiring today, it's like, okay, this might be UNC being like, all right, Roy, you were thinking about retiring. Why don't you go ahead and do it? Cause otherwise we're losing beard. And this is our last shot at him before he goes to Texas. And luckily that hour passed <laughs> and, we, and we ended up getting him, but that, I don't know who, I don't know who, who fills the shoes from there. Um, we've, uh, we've been sweating for a while, right? I mean, Shaka yeah. quit cause he's a quitting ass bitch. Quitting ass bitch. I know everybody, everybody thinks that that's not true. And then I've gotten so many arguments in that thread and they're like, if you think Shaka smart quit, you're just, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, dude, nobody came to his house and was like, we're going to kill you if you don't continue <laughs> to coach at Texas. Or if you, if you, if you decide to continue, he quit in such a way where they don't even owe him any money. Yeah. Like he straight up quit. He it's didn't beautiful. just like negotiated exit quit. No. He fucking peaced out. And then 
And then he talks shit about how Texas always has a fucking empty arena. Fuck, fuck Shaka Shaka. Fuck all you people that are Shaka Smart apologists that think he's such a fucking good guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, everybody was like, oh, Shaka's such a good guy. I don't know why anybody would wish him, you know, you got to wish it well. Good, best wishes, Shaka. Fuck you guys. Fuck, he shit all over us on his way out after he didn't do shit. You want to know why the stadium wasn't full? It's because you fucking suck, bro. You're fucking terrible. You're trash. It's true. It's tr- can confirm. Stadium was not empty during Rick Barnes. Nope. Even even towards the end, stadium. It was was the student section a little bit empty. Yeah, they don't like to walk across MLK. That's okay, right? They're gonna <laughs> solve that problem. New fucking stadium. All oh, that's yeah. gonna go away. Shit's gonna be packed. It's gonna be absolutely packed. Um, with Beard coming in. Chuck is equipment. We'll get more into Beard. We'll get more into Beard and Chuck yeah. in a second. Because we do have to talk about the really the, the really miraculous run that the women's basketball team went on, right? Elite Eight appearance. We may or may not talk about that game because that game was fucking awful. But getting all the way to the Elite Eight, congratulations to that women's basketball team. That is a, quite the accomplishment, right? It's one that Shaka Smart will probably never achieve in his ever his career ever again. Nope. But, uh, no, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, I can honestly say I did not watch a minute of it, um, but I saw on Twitter, <laughs> and, you know, that's awesome. Um, they did get their wheels blown off in the Elite Eight. <laughs> I think it was, it, was, it was pretty bad. I don't know if anybody's checked the box. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's checked the box score, it um, it was not good. 62 to 34, which is which is bad. Yeah, um, not great. But then the the worst the worst part of that is um, this is not a typo. I thought my eyes were tricking me, and maybe this game was not over yet. But uh, the Texas Longhorns scored uh, a dash in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Zero just points. A dash there. <laughs> Zero <laughs> point fourth. That is tough. That is a tough look. But, hey, it looks like uh, Vic Schaefer's got him on the right track, and that's all you could really ask for at this point. So, um, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see him uh, next year, um, another year experience. All right. And then we've got Texas men's baseball. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they've been looking all right. Number five, I think, still. I'm not sure. Um, I think they're yeah, I think they're fifth in the nation. Um, they they won the series against Baylor and OU, which fuck both those guys. Um, but we did lose the midweek game to Aggie, which always sucks ass. Uh, never great, but it was a midweek game. You know they didn't face Ty Madden. Fuck you guys. Yeah, you can't win every game. You can win every series. You can't win every game. Yep. So, all right, let's uh, dive on in. <laughs> the news of the day, man. Chris Beard is in. All your corches are belong to us. <laughs> wow. All the shit that you know, I personally and the board has given CDC is all still absolutely warranted. Please go shit on the <laughs> It's making it harder God to do, God damn it. Though. It's making it a God lot harder. God damn it. I mean, he's done, I mean, with all the hires so far. I mean, he's an empty suit. Everybody's, you know, you got to give him at least credit for this one. This is big. I mean, the Sark hire was big. These are all good, big hires. Yeah. I don't I don't like the feeling of having to sweat for so long. <laughs> and especially I it's nice like to do like. I don't like that. I'm, I'm liking that there's no long, drawn out coaching process, you know, coaching searches. Like it's, hey, this guy's gone. Hey, here's this guy. Thank you. Like that's that's nice. Like this is the most we've had to sweat on one of these hires so far. 
um, was, you know, waiting. And it was for, quite the sweat. And it was, it was quite the sweat. I mean, everybody was convinced, you know, that, that you know, Royale, Ar- Ivy and everything was, you know, that conversation happened and it leaked to the media. And everybody's like, oh, oh, no, Chris Beard's fucking staying in, in you know. Uh, Texas Tech, and then all the shit in Lubbock, where they're like fucking free wings for life, free fucking hemorrhoid bands, free hemorrhoids, life. yeah, free, <laughs> free hemorrhoids. Yeah, I'll take care of all your hemorrhoids for life. Like, good God, living in Lubbock might give you more hemorrhoids. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Not only did the universe, I bet Tech, I bet that rumor that we were hearing uh, on the board, and for those who don't follow the the thread for the coaching discussion very closely um they effectively offered him what they had offered bob knight before that like the tenured coaching job uh, for life yeah uh, for a life coaching job at tech which basically means you're right your career is done and tech is not a shitty basketball i mean tech is a good basketball school they they suck now yeah hell yeah Uh, they do bitches yeah they're back to sucking but I just love- that's not a bad that's not a bad destination, right? No. To have a lifer job and for Texas to be able to pull out that level of maneuver to get that coach. I, I have to think there's some homerism there, right? There has yeah. to be some aspect of him just really wanting to come coach at his alma mater. Yeah, I think part of that, I think um recruiting's a big thing as well. Um the fact I know for a fact that the fact that uh Texas is a Nike school compared to an Under Armour school is big, uh, especially when it comes to recruiting and getting some of these top guys, they all want to go to a Nike school. Uh so that's huge. Um uh, living in Austin compared to Lubbock is night and day. Um and he's still a young guy. He's 48 years old. Like if you're, you know, looking to be coach for life, you know, Sometimes Texas is not the place for that, but you can have a really, really good run here if you just come in and just win ball games. That's all you got to do. You know, that's all we expect. If you make a Final Four run every, you know, five or six years, we're content for the most part. Like, and now especially with this with this new arena opening, you had to get a name like Beard. That was the biggest thing. Is if you, you know, you could sell Royal Ivy, but you know, if you're bringing in a Dana Altman, are you really? Do you think you're going to be able to pack that arena? Um, even if it is brand new, like you better bring out Matthew McConaughey and you better bring out, you know, you got to run some gimmicks. Well, now instead we're going to get some good fucking basketball games, uh, to watch and a winning team and a winning culture. Well, And this guy, this guy just win. Yeah. That, I like how you brought up the winning culture. This guy, it doesn't matter what he's coaching, right? Mm-hmm. He wins. He wins games. It doesn't rock. matter what conference. He, yeah. He can win fucking games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Big 12 Coach of the Year. Um, his second year, he made the Elite Eight with Texas Tech. Um, his third year, he was in the national championship game, which they probably should have won against Virginia. Um, I mean, I th- it's it's a home run hire. I know his offense isn't the sexiest. He doesn't play like the sexiest, you know, fastest play, fastest paced uh, Eric Musselman type of uh, uh, basketball. But if you, if the wins are coming, who cares what it looks like? I mean, let's let's, you know, just get in there, get dirty and get these dubs. And that's all that matters. I mean, the guy's a the guy's a ball coach. I mean, it home run, it grand slam higher. There couldn't there couldn't have been a better hire, in my opinion. Well, and it was like a perfect storm. And everybody knows, I think, why April 1st was the day. And it's not because it's April Fool's Day and and it's a great day to fucking troll people. It's because (laughs) his buyout dropped to four million today. Yeah. From what was it, seven and a half or something? No, I think it was only five or six. Um, But I think the biggest thing now, too, if you take out, so Shaka's was seven. So you take out Shaka's $7 million buyout, four million, that's nothing. 
that's nothing. And I think all these, uh, I think the school officials and the donors have to be thinking too, like, hey, we offered Urban Meyer $12 million a year. Now we're going to just pay Sark and Beard $6 million each. That's $12 million a year. And we have two great programs now instead of just one. So, uh, I mean, I think I think it's a great way to look at it. And I think it makes all the sense in the world. I'm sure they're not going to just skimp on, um, well, number one, his contract. He's He's without question, going to be the highest paid coach in college basketball. He's already the third highest. There's no way he's taking a pay cut. He's probably going to make more than Sark. Is that a problem, though? Because two different sports, two different, right? With the football program, there's the head coach. And, yeah, everybody knows head coaches make a bunch of money. Yeah. But there's also, I mean, and we spent four fucking podcasts talking about all the coaches on the football team. And all those guys are seven-figure guys. Or really high six-figure guys. Yep. In basketball, you got like three coaches. Three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you really don't have many at all. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think it'll be a big deal, especially because Beard's a proven guy. He's taken a team to a national championship game where Sark was an offensive coordinator. You know, he got his raise, come, you know, he got his he got his shot at a blue blood to come be the head coach again. Um, where before, you know, he might not have gotten that, you know, with his with his past issues. So I don't think Sark's complaining. I don't think he's one to, you know, measure dicks to begin with. I think he is But it's a different sport anyway, right? I right. mean the market for the head coach of basketball schools, um, and, and the market for the head coach of football schools, two two completely different markets. Two yeah. I Sark couldn't coach the basketball team. I mean, he could and he'd probably do a better probably job be than awesome. Chaka Smart. <laughs> oh yeah, um, without question. Yeah. But yeah, Beard definitely couldn't coach the football team, right? No. So they're two completely different skill sets. And I think, you know, the, the market's fair is fair. And I think Chris Beard, congratulations to you. Now win some fucking games, bro. Yep. Come in here. You know what it's about. You know what it's about. You're a Texas alum. You get it. Yep. We he knows. It. And I think that's big. You know, he was a he was a manager under under Tom Penders. So he knows what it looks like. He knows what the program looks like. He knows what's expected. Um, you know, especially with a, a, a new arena opening up, you know, you're going to have eyes on you. You're going to have pressure on you. Uh, and I mean, he handled it at Tech. And I think that, you know, he knows what he's getting into here at Texas, which is, you know, half the problem Tom Herman had. It's, you know, Shaka, great guy, great guy, great guy. You know, you didn't win games. So he could handle the off-court stuff. He couldn't handle the on-court stuff. I think Beard will be a good mix of both. Um, I, I think he runs a pretty tough program, but it's a winning program. And that's what you're looking for. Yeah, and I, I really do like the direction that Crystal Conti's um, changing the program and, and getting people that are really bought into the culture of Texas. Um, even with the Sark and the Gideon hire and some of the other hires that he made, where that they all tie back and and it seems like the athletic department's really starting to um use burn orange and white stitching to hold everything together right everything about all of the athletic programs um revolves around the culture of the university of texas and and making sure that that's at the forefront of everything that the athletic department or whatever team happens to be out there is doing and that's very different um feeling than the last all the coaches, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, not, yeah. even even with, with the lost dots, right? It was yeah. um, it was very football centric. Like yeah. everything revolved around football. Everything revolved around really Mac Brown and Heisman's and everything like that. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's really cool to see 
and maybe this was part of Crystal Conti's vision for what he wanted for the athletics department, but you can tell he's not treating it as a football department that has this other shit to worry about. Yep. He is definitely approaching it from the full gamut um, of both the, the men's and women's side of, of the sports yep. and uh, making sure that all of the major sport programs are ready and geared up and have the chance to win championships. Yeah, I mean, he's hired just incredible coaches at basically every single stop. I mean, his coaching hiring resume looks pretty baller right now um, from softball, tennis, uh, you know, obviously football with Sark and now basketball. I mean, women's basketball, it, it was a home run. It's it, you know, the future is looking pretty damn bright. I can't wait to see how we fuck it all up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe um, one day we'll get Chris Del Conti on. Uh, oh yeah. Podcast for sure. And, and for everybody listening, we, we try, we reached out to, a billion different Texas tech people between our friends, our buddies, um, you know, blogs, uh, for Texas tech, uh, message boards for Texas tech, our own, our own guys on the board that post that are tech tech alums. Nobody yeah, wanted fuck to you come sports, on You fucking bitch. You fucking pussy ass bitch. Open invite to come on the podcast. Just to rage. Just yeah. unadulterated, unfiltered fucking rage, and you you post out, bro. And so we're gonna call you out on the podcast. Yep, because uh, called out because you're a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, for, thought for sure we'd at least get somebody on, and because the tears have just been delicious, so refreshing. It is fantastic to just watch the absolute meltdown of the you know the people that were wearing uh keep lubbock beard shirts thinking that they're fucking cool as hell and guess what we stole your fucking coach you bitch <laughs> that tweet that tweet that uh we retweeted on the surly horns twitter account about uh it was some clickbait article where it was like this is how you know that chris beard is staying in texas now. <laughs> and it's like dude that aged like fucking milk outside at a hundred degree day that's oh. fucking it's so great. It, it's so funny because it happens so fast. So Shaka leaves and we have like a week. And so that you you start hearing at the start, all these all these Twitter posts are like, oh, the beard's not leaving. Are you kidding me? Texas, classic delusional Texas. Think they can get anybody. Oh, yeah, sure. You're going to get Chris Beard. Sure, he's going to leave. This is his dream job to like a couple days. Okay, things have been quiet. You know, we, maybe maybe Beard's going to come out with a statement. Maybe we're working on an extension for him, something like that. And then you get to yesterday where it's like, hey, um, if you don't hear anything from Chris Beard by by 4-1 when the buyout drops, he's probably gone. Guess what? Today's 4-1 and we got your goddamn coach. <laughs> well, is it that, like uh, the Key and Peel skit, you know, that gif? Where he's just sweating, sweating just yeah, <laughs> That was like all of Texas Tech's fan base, and so I've got some friends uh, that went to Tech. Uh, you know, all of us have friends that live in Texas and um, have Texas ties, and so naturally, you're going to have some Texas Tech friends. And one of mine uh, sent me a screenshot of his group chat with just his Texas Tech buddies, and it is. <laughs> so goddamn funny so, <laughs> and, and just because they weren't going to get on the podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna read these out yeah i gotta hear so them. the the first thing right is somebody announces in the group chat chris beard to texas tech back to suckville <laughs> the next post is excellent then the next one is embrace the suck and then uh they're like i prefer living in disappointment with tech sports it's been so reliable when you think of it that way 
And then somebody comes in off the top rope and says, we are the Mighty Ducks if Emilio Estevez moved to the bad guy team after the first few wins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, delicious, delicious tears and angst. Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's just great. I, I can't stop refreshing Twitter. Um, cause every single time it's just somebody retweeting an old tweet of like Chris Beard will never leave or an old Chris Beard, like press conference where he's like, Oh yeah. Text my dream school. Text my dream school. And guess what? We stole your goddamn coach. <laughs> All your coaches are belong to us. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. It never gets old. All right. So moving on from basketball, which is super exciting. Uh, we may actually have uh, somebody come on, uh, surprise guest, to give us a little bit more of a breakdown um, because they were a lot. They followed Chris Beard's career a lot closer than And we did. don't really know yeah. shit about basketball. So if you can't tell, <laughs> we don't know shit. We bring Dirk on whenever yeah. like real basketball news is because he can actually say things that make sense to people that listen and like basketball. I said, listen, watch, right? What do you do to listen to basketball? <laughs> just shoes squeaking. Listen to the dribbles. You fucking, oh, that one was a swish. I could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from basketball, on to recruiting news. The 22 effect, still going. Yeah. We're back. The break, the break has been released. Yeah, we needed something. It's been quiet. It's been quiet. I think a lot of the the, the silence has been um, from now. There looks like they're opening visits back up, so everybody's kind of waiting. You know, take you know, go see, um, come to Austin. You know, go to Alabama, wherever they're waiting for visits to open back up. But North Shore back open for us. Thank you, Bo Davis, Chris Ross in the class. Um, great to get. Uh, you know, a big ass defensive tackle um, looks like an absolute take, and uh, it's got to help with five star cornerback Denver Harris as well. So. Uh, that was a fantastic job by Bo Davis, um, getting us back in North Shore. And I mean, wow, this guy is a physical specimen. Yeah, if you have not looked at Chris Ross' film. It's crazy. Like, stop what you pause the fucking podcast and go look him up. Reminds and, me of Puna Ford a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, shorter guy, but yeah, just straight through the damn offensive line. It's great. Um, yeah, we need we need if we can get four more Chris Rosses, our defensive recruit defensive line recruitings, we're done. That's good. That's all we need. <laughs> and then we've got uh not not a commit, but somebody who's teasing out there. Yeah. In in the commit sphere of the world. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um so today is 4-1 and it is 2:24 p.m. Um Jacoby Matthews from Louisiana is supposed to be he says he's committing today at 3 o'clock p.m. We'll see, because it is 4-1. My guess is it's an April Fool's joke, but supposedly, if he is committing, it's to Texas. So hopefully this shit's for real. It's not some elaborate April Fool's Day joke, because if so, um, that's awesome. I think he's like the 20th best player in the nation right now on 247 um, and is an absolute stud. So uh, I guess we'll find out. We're either going to look really smart or really fucking stupid by the time the podcast drops. And then we have, I mean, is this even news anymore? Addition by subtraction. Yeah. <laughs> Juwan Mitchell's back in the portal. like for Fourth the or ninth. fifth time. Yeah. yeah. Just snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Just this is, this is it for him. I mean, there's no way he's coming back. He was held out of spring practice. Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's no way. Is, Stark doesn't put up with this shit. Didn't he quit? 
like just straight up quit the team for like a day or two? Like twice. Like there was one time, I think he punched Yancey McKnight in the face one time. Like he, I remember he ran off the field one time during the eyes of Texas before that was a whole fucking thing. And people got up in arms about that. And then he entered the portal and then he took his name out of the portal. And then he um, put out a statement like, basically saying I'm never going to play for Texas again. Well, guess what? He kept playing for fucking Texas and being awful. And then he uh, sucked at grades. So his grades sucked. So he couldn't play in spring practice. They brought him back on and he just sat there and pouted the entire time during spring practice. And uh, then he's back in the portal and he's, he's gone forever. See ya. We're really not going to miss you. (laughs) I don't care how thin we are at linebacker. Well, and I don't care how good you are. Like quit being a toxic dick. Get your fucking head on right. Get your yep. fucking head on right. And they'll get you the help you need, right? We're not trying to just say, hey, you know, if you've got shit going on in your life, you can't be a Longhorn. But God damn it, you don't want to be a Longhorn. Yeah. You want to be fucking Juwan Mitchell show. So get the <laughs> fuck out of here with your shit. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. Um, Xavier Alford and Keontae Ingram were trying to recruit him to go to go over to USC. Uh, USC, I don't know if they couldn't or just wouldn't take him, but they're not taking him. Um, so my guess is he ends up at a really great Juco again and or some g5 shitty utah state school um so either way good riddance addition by subtraction so (laughs) nice so uh what else do we have to talk about today not much pretty quiet out in uh on the 40 acres besides uh the chris beard saga so i mean really uh last thing we got i mean we could talk a little more baseball you know what's your um get a question out of the mailbag um, you're going to the ballpark. First of all, what's your favorite ballpark to go to? And uh, second of all, what's your order? What do you? What's your go-to? So this is going to throw a lot of people for a loop, but I think this is a, a fairly classic baseball stadium <clears throat> and food combo. I really, really enjoyed the time that I spent inside of the the Philadelphia baseball. Oh yeah, it was great. Such a fucking good citizen bank. And obviously, you're gonna get a a a cheesesteak. Oh yeah, and and there's nothing better than baseball game with a fucking great cheesesteak. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. I'm a I'm a huge cheesesteak guy. I mean, how well? First of all, how can you not be? Yeah, a sandwich just just piled with cheese and meat. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, no, the Philly stadium's great. So I've seen, uh, I've been to a shit ton of ballparks. Um, I'll give you a top three, um, besides Minute Maid Park, cause I'm not going to be a homer, even though that's like a second home to me. Um, PNC in Pittsburgh. Sucks. I don't even like that stadium. Oh, I love Minute Maid. I love Minute It might be my homerism, but I love it. Uh, especially when the roof's open. Whew. Compare that to that shitty ball. Oh, I haven't seen the new one, but the ballpark in Arlington was a fucking, the place was terrible. Hey, Rangers, when you were designing your stadium, did you not know that it gets fucking hot as balls in Texas? I will never understand that. Houston has had a roof over their stadium since 1962, and you don't put a roof over your stadium? I went there in the summer once, sat in the outfield. I lasted two innings. Nope, can't do it. It's 110, sun right on you. Anyway, um, but yeah, the uh, PNC in Pittsburgh, fantastic. Um, Camden Yards in Baltimore 
It's awesome. Sit in right field if you ever go. They have a um, barbecue stand right there. So all you do is just smell ribs. It's fantastic. It's so good. And then, uh, you know, I love the old classics. I actually sat on the Green Monster in Fenway. Very cool experience. Um, I mean, you're super high up. And then uh, underrated stadium, uh, the Rocky Stadium. Um, Super nice. Coors Field. Um, I can get into my baseball journeys on some other podcast, but yeah, Coors Field's really awesome, and you can get in there cheap. I feel like Coors Field. I so I feel like Coors Field and Minute Maid Park are really similar to me. One is just like high altitude, and then the other is not. But like from a yeah. from a general feel perspective, those two kind of strike me as is the most similar. I, no mention of of Chicago. Right. So I actually did a day night double header. So I guess I can get into it. So my, me and my dad did a big baseball trip. Uh, it was my junior year of high school and we went and we saw like 24 different major league stadiums. So we went and we went to Minute Maid and we went up to Arlington, cut across, went, saw, saw the Brave Stadium, hit Florida. We hit Tampa Bay. We hit um, Miami. We went all the way up uh, east. This was like before the Nationals and shit, but we went Baltimore. We saw Yankees game in the old Yankee Stadium, uh, went to Red Sox, obviously, cut across, went, or sorry, we went to Cooperstown, then we cut across, went down Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati. Um, kept cutting across Chicago. So we did a day night doubleheader in Chicago. Um, uh, very cool. So yeah, went, day uh, game Wrigley. Game and a Cubs game. Yeah. So we went day game Wrigley and then drove straight to the South side and wa- watched a White Sox game. We got there in like the third inning and it was, it was very cool. Um, you which, know, we tried- uh, which, which, which stadium did you like better? I mean, oh, I, I Wrigley. Wrigley, Wrigley without a doubt was, it was first of all, the experience just seeing the Ivy's cool, the old timey feel it's a shithole. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, you know, you could tell it was built in the 1900s, um, even with like the renovations and stuff, but just the atmosphere, the other one just felt like a cut and dry ballpark. There's nothing special about it. You know, what makes Wrigley so special is they built an entire section of the city dedicated basically to just to that stadium. And it's like the side, it's like the, yeah, Wrigleyville's dope. And it's literally, I I mean, a a sizable amount of population lives there. Like tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand people live uh, like, and culturally are just like the reason they live there is because of the baseball field. Yep. That's awesome. It's yeah. It's like, you know, basing your entire existence around a baseball team, which um, I can kind of relate to um, between this and, and Longhorn. So, um, but yeah, now I've seen, I think now I've seen out of the current parks, I think I've seen 24 out of 30. Um, we missed the only ones we missed. We missed Seattle. We didn't get up that far North. We uh, missed the Expos and the Blue Jays at the time. And then we couldn't fit the A or the, uh, yeah, the Coliseum Oakland in which I'm not mad about into our like schedule travel schedule, but otherwise we saw it all. Um, and uh, the Giant Stadium's badass. Um, the oh, dude, the Giant yeah. Stadium is so fucking cool. I love that. Stadium. I didn't realize how cold it got with that wind. Hey, well, it's on the, the bay, bay, right? It's like yeah. it's on the bay. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, it gets freezing. I mean, we, I, I can't remember what month it, was. it must have been July or August, maybe. And it was cold as fuck in California. I was like, yeah, but. Either way, I, I just love baseball. And as far as my um, ballpark food, I'm I'm a very easy guy. I'm going to get nachos, chili and cheese, some jalapenos, um, just the 
just a shitty ass Rico's nacho cheese. I don't care. I don't need the fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the fucking the stuff that isn't cheese. It's just yellow plastic. It came not- out of a can for sure. Some kind of bag. Yeah, gotta have that. Um, I'm a hot dog guy. Dollar hot dog night on Tuesdays. I'm I'm known to frequent at Minute Maid Park. So if you ever at Minute Maid Park on a Tuesday, you might see me there. And uh, so love that. Maybe I'll get a popcorn if I'm if I'm going crazy. And then I always get a bag of peanuts. I have to. And then just as much Crawford Bach as I can put in my body um, until I just have to Uber home. <laughs> that's that's my order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So etiquette in the stands from eating, right? So some of the stuff that you talked about, right? Peanuts. What is peanut or sunflower etiquette in the stands? Drop it straight right at your feet. That's the goal. Right at your feet. Right at your feet. Just fucking just toss it right there. Yeah. So I have a buddy who has a peanut allergy. He actually, like, it's not a bad peanut allergy where he can, like, be around him, but he can't. I think think every peanut allergy is a pretty bad one. Yeah, it's usually pretty bad. Well, first of all, that would suck because peanuts are, like, my favorite thing. Like, peanut butter. Yeah. But, uh so he we're at the rodeo in Houston and um, he, we're sitting in the second deck. Somebody in the third deck in the front row was throwing down their fucking shell casings off the top deck. He got one in his eye. So he got like part of the shell in his eye. He had to go to the oh, emergency no. room and like his eye blew up and like got super infected. He had to get like an IV with antibiotics and shit. It was that oh, bad. No. So ever since I saw that, I had tried to be a little more respectful. I'll keep my nice neat pile or I'll go empty beer cup, throw it in the empty beer cup, especially. I, I'm, an, I'm an empty beer cup kind of guy. And I was going to call you out for being the throw it on the ground guy. But it does make sense. So you see it. You see it all over the place. And I think uh, that's a, that's thread worthy. Right. Maybe yeah. I'll start a thread on, you know, do you throw it straight on the ground beer cup or something else? Yeah, just actually, I have a buddy. I'm going to name him Clayton Turner. He eats the entire fucking shell and all swallows it. I don't know you what nasty those, motherfucker. I don't know what <laughs> those bowel bitch. movements look like, but dude, that would he, hurt. I think that would hurt because there's no way you know you eat corn and your fucking yeah. kernels come out. There's no way that a peanut shell gets fucking digested. No chance. And he just sits there. And so the first time I saw it do it, I thought he was fucking with me. Like I'm like, all right. He like turned around and like spat it out or something. He is chewing. I'm like. Fuck did you just do? And I, and I I have a buddy that that does the same thing with crawfish. So instead of just you know sucking on the head of the crawfish, he'll put the entire head of the crawfish in his mouth and chew it. He'll spit it out. He won't swallow the actual head, but he'll just sit there and chew on it to get all the juice out. No, I love crawfish. But- I've chewed on some some crawfish heads before, oh. like some real juicy, some real juicy ones. Like sometimes you just got to kind of do that. Oh yeah, That's I mean really- I'll. I, yeah. I'll suck the head off them crawfish, but I will not chew. Yeah, I would say it's more of like a, a deep suck instead of a, 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 a chew. <laughs> a deep suck. <laughs> Going back to the sugar deep baby suck. thread. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Boobs would love you. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that Really, you can't go wrong with anything at, at a uh, at a baseball game. Just the atmosphere. There's, there's nothing like it. Um, peanuts, Cracker Jacks, whatever. I, I don't even know. Do they sell Cracker Jacks anymore? I feel like that was like a civil war type food <laughs> like a world war ii shit um that is, I, I think i had some cracker jacks the other day my wife buys me these because uh, instead of buying chips and shit in my office uh she subscribed me to the, what is it called universal yums 
Hmm. Um, the hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. So or sponsor. But yeah, but I'm gonna fucking reach out to them now because yeah. I like yeah. fucking sponsor the Surly Horns podcast. <laughs> um, but Universal Yums, and they they put together st- like the best snacks from different regions around the world. And uh, they have an American box, right? Because it's a global thing. They send it to like all mm. over the, the world. And the American one had Cracker Jacks in it. Man, we're getting stereotyped with our Cracker Jacks just because it's in one song. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I had a Cracker Jack. I'm surprised it's not just nacho cheese to with, like, uh, <laughs> they, they even come with um, fucking like a little toy in the box still. Oh, nice. I, I think the last time I got one, it was like in a box and it, the toy was like a piece of paper like. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, like they're like some paper thing that you like fold out and whatever. sounds they're, terrible, I, garbage. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it yeah. used to be like a real fucking toy. Like you get like a toy car or some shit. So I I do know um I know a lot of people, and depending on the flavor of sunflower seed, I have been known to eat the whole sunflower seed. Right? I mean, depends on the flavor though. Like dill, dill sunflower seeds. Fuck, dude! I'll eat the whole goddamn thing. See, I'm not care. a pickle I just guy. Chew it up in my mouth, and I don't even. It just pulpy, and I just swallow. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not a. I'm not a pickle guy at all. But me and my buddies were actually having this conversation the other day. So for me, I'm a big ranch guy, big barbecue guy. Um, if you ever have the chance to get um, jalapeno flavor or uh, sour cream and onion flavor, fantastic. Highly recommended. It's fascinating. This whole sunflower seed. There's so many different flavors of sunflower. I'm a seed. I'm a David's guy too. David's. I don't know. Does David's do like? Do they? Is that all they do? Is that all that company does? I think so. They might have some other bullshit in in there. Yeah, that's all I know them for. Um, is sunflower seeds. But I and I'm a I'm a big original guy too. Just give me that salt. Get that salt hit. Oh that yeah. Salt pocket. Oh, yeah. Your jaw. There's a taco. Up. There's a taco supreme flavor. I would absolutely try that. I bet you that's. I bet you that tastes awesome, like a little salsa. Probably tastes like uh, like taco Doritos. If you've ever had those, that'd be my guess. <laughs> Doesn't suck. We can get in Dorito talk next week because I can go on for days about that. Because salsa verde Doritos are the superior chip on. the Oh planet. my god, fucking rights they are. I thought you were going to say some bullshit. No. I was going to have to light you up, and you just went straight in to the goat. Fucking salsa verde. They're the goat the chip. Greatest, the, greatest fucking Doritos of all time. They're the, they're the they're my favorite chip in the on the planet. Like you, they're crunchier. They're crunchier than other Doritos, even. I don't even. I don't know. They're, the 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 stuff they put on them makes it crunchier. Oh my god! And the like when you get one that's just covered in the flavoring. Oh my god! There's no better chip on the planet. Like I love a Miss Vicky's. I love like a like a Voodoo, like the Cajun Craw Taters one. Like I love all those. Uh, but the Salsa Verde Doritos, fantastic. The only one, the only other Doritos that I really care for are the uh, the Thai Sweet Chili. Have you ever had those? The purple bag? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Still not a salsa verde. I, I Man, the salsa verde, even at the, the bottom of the bag, you know, all the little oh. crumbs and the Doritos thing, it tastes exactly the same as a big chip. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. so good. Man, I don't know what they did. I'm going. I'm going to buy a bag of those right now. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I'm not even hungry. And and that's the problem though. I'll buy. I'll buy a big bag. See ya. That bitch is gone. The second that's open, I'm not just. I don't need a chip clip because I'm just going to polish off the entire thing. That's great. That's <laughs> why we can't give them in the house. <laughs> that, that, I mean, what we need to do at the next Surly Horns tailgate. So whatever we're. I, I think we're going to say um, Mayish time frame. Uh, because at least in Texas, uh, vaccine open availability. So if you haven't gotten your vaccine appointment, go get your fucking microchips. 
Uh, <laughs> control the inside of your brain. Um, that started on Monday. So if you did not know, if you want the vaccine, you're probably a two hour drive from anywhere you are in Texas from just being able to go get one today. Yep. And what that what that really means to me is fast forward two weeks or maybe even a month. Um, everybody's get everybody that wants one's going to be able to get one. Yep. And once we're there at that point, <clears throat> I think we will start planning a Surly Horns gathering. Absolutely. For, you have to bring your fucking vaccine card. We're going <laughs> yeah, to have them laminated. Yeah. 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 You're going to have to laminate it like a fucking press pass. But yep. uh, I, I think it will be, I, I will be comfortable enough sanctioning that under the Surly Horns brand. Yeah, um, I'm with you. We'll do that sometime in May. Yeah, I, I signed up just so everybody that doesn't know how easy it is. I signed up for um, one, uh, I think it's Kroger's website. I signed up for the Pfizer vaccine. Um, uh, I think it was Tuesday morning I did it. And first appointment they had was like Friday at three o'clock. Signed up. They schedule your second one out three weeks, two after your second shot. So I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be ready to shotgun some beers at the uh, Surly Horns tailgate. Yeah, so uh, go get your autism, go get your microchips. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, we're not going to get into cloakroom shit, but I think it's so funny that people are like, oh, yeah, they're going to microchip you and they're going to know your exact GPS coordinates as they tweet that from their phone. Like the, <laughs> the most invasive thing ever, like your fucking face scans to open your phone and you're worried about somebody putting a microchip in you. Sure, buddy. <laughs> Oh, dude, they're, they're they're worried that it's going to reprogram your your DNA. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. we're all just going to become you know Godzillas because that's how that works. Which we will. This is a preview. This is a preview. Hey, but I watched it. I'm not saying anything, but I watched it. it. It was really good. Go watch it if you haven't. But my only recommendation: watch it on the absolute biggest screen you can. Don't expect a good story because I didn't even really follow it. I was dead sober. Didn't even really follow it. Um, didn't really care to because it was King Kong and Godzilla beating the hell out of each other. It's good. So <laughs> next, next, this is the spoiler alert before we give the spoiler alert. And uh, next podcast, we're just going to fucking ruin the movie. Yeah, so the whole thing. You have a week, you have a week or so, give or take, to watch this this incredible film. The one, it's the best movie that's ever been made, <laughs> bar none. But yeah, it was worth the two hours. And if you, and most people have HBO Max by now, it's it's basically free to you. Just go watch it; totally worth it. And with that, I think we're uh, gonna wrap for today. Yeah. So stay surly, everybody. Hook them. Hook them. Ghost Rose.